Before dawn, milk cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, decency is on the ballot. Decency. Well, I don't know, man. What's going on in the Senate Hart Building in Congress with the, uh, you know, the the gay porn that's going on is 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 really ridiculous. So Senator Cardin, I guess, fired this dude. But this dude was also well-known in the liberal circles, in the wheels of bureaucracy in our government, pushing the radical left agenda. This is the type of people that they have working in our Congress. We are not hiring our best by any stretch we're hiring these entitled little whippersnapper weasels with just zero integrity, ethics, morals, compass, you name it. No wonder we're misguided. No wonder we're spiraling out of control. This is Rome burning right now. And... Uh, I'm starting to see some cracks in the armor, some chinks in the armor. While at the same time seeing such injustice being perpetrated by these same miserable human beings that have no business around power, but yet have it nonetheless because of this stupid election rigging. I mean, when are we going to come to our senses and realize that the U.S. Post Office, as inept as it is, as corrupt as it is, is run by a liberal SEIU-style union that only has allegiance to one political party, and that is who we're entrusting to send out ballots. I was having a debate over the weekend 
And, you know, the thing is, is that, uh, that nobody wants to talk about, everybody wants to talk about these ideas. But nobody wants to talk about the fact that the Democrats aren't talking about ideas. There's nothing that's open for debate. The right is censored on Facebook, for example, and, and Zuckerberg's building his bunker. <clears throat> but you have the um, you have the censorship at full tilt now. It's it's a hundred thousand percent where you cannot express yourself on Facebook. That's why I'm totally on Twitter, and I'm not at all on Facebook. My my main account on Facebook's been banned, and they said they would bring it back after 180 days. It's been 180 days. They they never, ever brought it back. And they never will. All because I posted a picture of Hunter Biden wearing a scarf and a, and a, uh, <laughs> and a uh, jockstrap. <clears throat> Decency's on the ballot, though. But they didn't want that. That was a real photo that Hunter took of himself and put it out there. And you're not allowed to post it. So I posted that, and that was the end of me on Facebook. But Twitter is a whole different story, and that's why they're worried, and that's why they're going after the woke mind virus is going after Elon Musk right now because people are realizing, well, the only gig in town, the only place you can go and find any semblance of truth is either Rumble or Twitter. And to maybe a tiny extent, YouTube. But I already found it a habit. Speaking of Alphabet and Google, um, I already found it a habit that when I look for something that's of a politically charged nature, and I just by mistake, you know, I'm on Google, and I get three results that aren't even representative or reflective of what I'm looking for, I go to DuckDuckGo or Bing and try to get a different result. And 98% of the time, I always do. There's a different result. And I find what I'm looking for. So YouTube and, and Google have censored. Facebook has, has, has been in the tank for the CIA for how long? I don't know. The State Department and the CIA are run by a bunch of radical left-wingers. And apparently the DOJ and the FBI are as well. And they just go after people on Facebook and Twitter. But they, they've ruined it for themselves. Because if they were to want to spy on the conservatives, which is what they want to do, there aren't really any conservatives left on Facebook or on YouTube. They're all on Rumble. And they don't have the same kind of partnership with Rumble and Twitter and X, you know, X, Twitter, and Truth Social. They don't have the same kind of um, relationship or power or leverage to eavesdrop and wiretap and spy and rig elections like the Department of Justice, the FBI, the CIA, and the State Department do every single day of their lives. Now, the CIA and the State Department, they rig other people's elections and then screw up their countries like they did with Ukraine. And now Russia's giving them the beatdown of their lives. A bunch of Nazis over Ukraine can't win. 
They all they do is launder money. Nobody wants an audit, even though Rand Paul keeps asking for one. And Ukraine's getting the the sauce handed to them and just just a constant beatdown. And it's just a world has just a, become a disaster. We're heading into a 2024 election and nobody wants to talk about Trump winning by 60 points. And, you know, over the weekend, uh, there was the big UFC fight. My 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 guy, Colby Covington, lost. Sad, man. Uh, that was a punch in the gut. I can't stand losing. I'm tired of losing. Leon Edwards got the best of him. And... But Trump showed up because Colby's his boy and Colby loves Trump. He's going to be stumping for Trump. I got to thinking, uh, you know, I was watching this Matt Gates speech over the weekend, too, and uh, he was out in Iowa. Not just the one, the Young Republicans one. I played that last week. That was an amazing speech that Matt Gates gave. But Matt Gates was out in Iowa. Stumping for Trump. And let me tell you, man, he, he's looking great. Now, the word is he's going to be the next governor of Florida. I don't think DeSantis can run again. So it's not going to be him going up against DeSantis. It's going to be him taking over where DeSantis left off. And I think it's just a going to be a landslide victory for Gates if that's what he wants to do. And I'm pretty sure that's what he wants to do. However... Wouldn't he be the heir apparent for the VP spot and put himself nicely in position to run for 2028? That would be great. So I would not be surprised. Well, the Veep sweepstakes, it's looking like Vivek is is trying to to, uh, do whatever he can to be the man that Trump picks or it's Matt Gates. I think it's going to have to be a man. I don't I don't know of any women in this country except for um Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders would be my choice for a woman to be the VP on the ticket. Yeah, you haven't heard about any of those people, right? Matt Gates or Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You haven't heard about those people. People forgot about those people. But they are the true, I think the true Trump supporters. The ones that would have Trump's back when push comes to shove. So we got all this stuff going on. I cannot believe that this woman named Ruby Freeman got awarded $148 million dollars in Fulton County by some corrupt, lame judge who the fix was in already. They didn't have a jury. Not that that would have helped in Atlanta. But uh, poor Rudy Giuliani got hit with a lawsuit because he somehow defamed Rudy Ruby Freeman. Now, this was the woman that took stacks of ballots on video tape and kept on running them repeatedly through a tabulator on video during a time 
when everybody was sent home because of some weird phantom leak in the building and all the cameras and everybody left and there was this one hidden camera in the corner that caught them and they were rigging the election. They were taking stacks of Democrat ballots from underneath the table and kept on running them through as a tabulator over and over and over again. <laughs> That's like taking a ream of like 500, uh, a 500 ream of paper, all Biden ballots, and saying, how many do we need? We need 10,000, sir. Oh, okay. We'll run that, run that through 20 times, the, the ream of 500, and that'll be 10,000 votes right there. Last I checked, 500 times 20 is 10,000, right? Okay. Boom. Done, sir. It's as quick as running it through a laser printer. Maybe quicker, actually, because no, not, they're not even printing them. They're just tabulating, counting the little tick mark. It says, Joe, vote for Joe Biden. And that's all they did. And then when it came time to do an audit, which they were trying to get outside of the audit. They, they tried to win by more than a certain percentage, so they didn't have to do the audit, but they did in certain cases. And what did they have? They had these pristine printed-up ballots that they needed. So they just printed 10,000 ballots with no creases, no wrinkles, just stacks of pristine ballots, never been touched. No fingerprints on those ballots, no DNA on those because printers, last I checked, don't have DNA or fingerprints. They were hot right off the press. So, naturally, you know, Giuliani knows more in his right little pinky finger than this, this Ruby Freeman knows in her whole life, because she's a dummy. And she got $148 million awarded to her for what? Because she was a state-paid election official that was rigging the election, and somebody had the nerve to say something about it? Oh, that's going to be $148 million against you. What kind of banana republic are we sitting in right now? But people are rising up and seeing the nonsense of the whole thing. It is not even a question at this point how rigged and insane the world we're living in is. Even even um, uh, Elon Musk goes over to Europe and says, you don't want to import our woke mind virus. <laughs> you don't. I was in Philadelphia over the weekend, and they had a Palestinian parade. Again, just ask, you know, I, I mean, I saw a sign that said queers for Palestine. It's like you do realize that they would kill you in two seconds if you actually took that sign and put it over there in Gaza. You do know that, right? You do. Please tell me you do. Please tell me you're not that stupid. But go ahead. March your little self across town on Philadelphia, the most radical city, uh, left-wing city on the planet. And allow these professors and these presidents of these Ivy League corporations, because <laughs> they're not schools anymore, 
They're indoctrination camps. Kids go in and they never come out the same. So this guy, I was never really a big fan of him. His name's Madison Cawthorn. Blew the whistle on the fifth, uh, on the filth that goes on in D.C. So I have to say, I I really haven't even listened to this whole thing, but I kind of did want to listen to it. So bear with me. I hope this is okay. Let's take a listen. Look at all these people. A lot of them that I, I, you know, I've looked up to through my life. I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know, then all of a sudden you get invited to like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a a sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come. And I'm like, what what, what did you just ask me to come to? And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove, you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. Look at all. Yeah. They're, they're, we got to crack down on drugs. <laughs> Wasn't it uh, Joe Biden, though? He said, you know, a little co- dime bag, you know, you'll get like this much jail time. And then all of his sons are doing drugs, right? I mean, I had to write this thing over the weekend it was bizarre to write it uh, because it was like this um, decency is on the ballot kind of thing, right? And it just seemed so weird that, you know, the same people that are indecent are the ones that are are chiming, the you know, banging the drum about decency. The same people that crack down on Donald Trump as being indecent are the ones that are doing all of that, those misdeeds. They're the, they're the, just the terrible, the worst people, right? And it's just strange. So when I wrote this, I was like, you know, sadly, it's all so true. Uh, We had, I don't know if I told you guys this, but the Boston mayor, you know, has a whites only party. Black's not allowed. <laughs> Goes, Hunter describes stepmom Jill. Oh, this is true too. This happened since the last time we got together on the radio. Um, this is old news. This is, I think I learned about this on Friday, but it was still after the uh, show. Hunter describes stepmom Jill as a vindictive moron entitled... See you next Tuesday. Rhymes with blunt, okay? Selfish alluded to Jill's low IQ before telling her to go F herself. Now, these are texts that he wrote to Uncle Jim Biden and his former lover, Hallie Biden, who just so happened to be the wife, now the widow, of Bo Biden. I mean, this has got to be the creepiest family on the planet. And he wrote all that stuff about his stepmom, Jill. I mean, there's no doubt that Jill is not the sharpest tool in the shed. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But still, to write that, unbelievable trash. You know, it's it's really trash. 
Uh, there was another report on Friday. Uh, Ten IEDs have been found on the U.S.-Mexico border, 12,000 mostly military-aged men every day crossing with deadly fentanyl, Chinese nationals crossing in large pods. What's going on? I'd like to know. I really would like to know. You got Vladimir Putin says, the persecution of President Trump has exposed the U.S. political system as rotten. They cannot pretend to teach anyone about democracy. Everything that is happening with Donald Trump is front and, is in front of the whole world. The whole world sees except Democrat voters. This is what Vladimir Putin said. And you know why he's saying it, right? He's saying it because it impacts funding for Ukraine. Democracy is on the ballot <laughs> in Ukraine. You know, we got to defend democracy. It's a joke. You just say it with a laugh, right? <laughs> yeah, right. G7 nations are full of democracy. You're full of crap is what you're full of. There's no democracy going on in the G7 nation right now. You bunch of Nazis is what you are. Klaus Schwab wannabes bowing to China. You weasels. You know, I mean, just look at the Ivy Leagues and the leadership. Ivy League. You know, the soirees. They're sex parties. The Ivy Leagues are racists. You got the mayor of Boston saying, white's not allowed at this party. She's married to a white guy. She's Asian. And she hosts a city-run party paid for by the taxpayers where no whites are allowed. Woo. Her last name's Wu, W-U. So Elise Stefanik, at least, is doing something. She says anti-Semitism has no place in America. Harvard refuses to root out the rot. They must be defunded. That's what I say. I say defund them. Jim Jordan said weak toy sales, weak game sales. Hasbro cutting 20% of its workforce. Christmas time is supposed to be see an uptick and we're not seeing it so there was a little bit of a year-over-year rise in the uh retail numbers but uh for the most part they're flat and i think where it counts sort of like you know they could say inflation's coming down but really where it counts when you buy butter or you buy flour or you fly milk or eggs it's still way up from where it used to be and i only know that because there, I watched these YouTube videos of these people saying, okay, this is what it was five years ago. This is what it is today. And then you got this other thing, man. This is big news. So Clay Higgins. Clay. So Representative Clay Higgins was interviewed by Laura Logan. And he was grill, he grilled the FBI director, Ray, about Fed ghost buses on the 16 J6 drops drops a bombshell new surveillance footage shows the ID of the buses so what he's going to do now is he's going to look up these buses these ghost buses that drove the FBI agents in and they're going to track those those numbers on those buses are going to track back to the FBI you watch and that's going to make Christopher Ray look like a dodo brain a liar let's take a listen to Clay Higgins from Louisiana. The, the two buses, and they had like some kind of discussion, a briefing, like the way 
the military leader would address his troops. Yeah, they call it a huddle. And then they together went to the escalators and up in the Union Station and were gone. And they were all men. They were all men in all the Trump regalia. These were men were in really good shape. It made comments like, wow, that's, that's a real serious Trump supporters, these guys. And, and it said they all had uh, elbow pads and knee pads. And um, they, they appeared like they had common equipment, but they were not in uniform. But they, they behaved in a uniform manner. And we intend to get all of that video evidence from Union Station, uh, from the escalators, from the parking lot. We have other eyewitnesses. Much to the chagrin of everybody that was in those buses and everyone who commanded them to be there, we've identified one of those buses. And you know what that means? That means that's their ass. Because a bus is a serial numbered vehicle. And in America, the change of ownership of a serial numbered vehicle is, is documented. So that means we can begin to trace from the original owner of that bus where it was sold and who bought it. And then who it was leased to and where it disappeared. And then eventually those buses were removed from the Union Station. And we're going to document all of that. So you believe that those buses held undercover officers, not informants, correct? I feel very, very confident that, that everybody that was on those two buses were FBI assets. And I have a high degree of, of belief that they were actual FBI agents. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to say, ma'am, my objective conclusion is that, uh, is that senior officials at the, at the FBI more deeply involved there. You know, and then they, they go into the same conversation. You know, they were talking about the entrapment that the FBI, the same people that were involved with the entrapment of the Whitmer, Governor Whitmer from Michigan, the kidnapping. There were these poor little souls that were uh, paid off $5,000 to do something they never would have done if it wasn't for the FBI entrapping them, dressing them up like uh, Trump supporters and trying to kidnap Governor Whitmer. And again, this is the same thing they do with the Russian hoax. The same thing they did with uh, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker's uh, lynching bill to try to suggest that there needs to be a new law about lynching because lynching is so prevalent in America. In my whole entire life, I don't know anybody that was ever lynched. I, like, I never heard of it, right? I heard it happened before I was born. But I've never heard of it being a thing. And all of a sudden, before the 2020 election, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris were pushing this anti-lynching bill. I thought it was already illegal to kill somebody and burn them at a stake and, uh, and hang them from a tree. I thought that, you know, I thought that was illegal in America. <laughs> I thought we had laws for that, just like we have laws for guns that don't seem to work. Right? So, give me a break. Right? Give me a break. But all of a sudden, then Jesse Smollett ends up with a MAGA hat on and uh, lynched in the middle of Chicago at 2 a.m. 
Of course, that was a hoax. (laughs) The Democrats don't know anything but lies and deception because they don't have any ideas. They're bankrupt of solutions. So this was pretty bad for, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. Too bad for CNN will take the truth on January 6th. So take a listen to this. Actually, I think we played this already. No, we're not going to play this. This was great, though. This was where he basically said J6 was an inside job. And then he continued with his interviews uh, where CNN just keeps pushing back on the narrative. They can't control themselves. And then over the weekend, uh, we told you about the uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani. This is what Rudy Giuliani said in response to the $148 million lawsuit of two Georgia election officials. Both of them were caught on videotape rigging the election. And Giuliani basically said something about it and was hit with a $148 million fine. Look at Rudy Giuliani here. We're going to listen, by the way, uh, John, if you don't mind, if he says anything. Can we, is there a mic there, guys? Let's see. Now I have to analyze this. Obviously, possibly we'll move for a new trial. Certainly we'll appeal. The absurdity of the number merely underscores the absurdity of the entire proceeding, where I've not been allowed to offer one single piece of evidence in defense, of which I have a lot. So I am quite confident when this case gets before a fair tribunal, it'll be reversed so quickly that it'll make your head spin. And the absurd number that just came in will help that, actually. Why did you choose not All to right, testify? Why do you think it was unfair? Why do you think it was unfair? Because go. I cannot go into the details. I didn't testify because the judge made it clear that if I made any mistake or did anything wrong, she was considering contempt. And this judge does have a reputation for putting people in jail. And I thought, honestly, it wouldn't do any good. Do you still believe that what you said about these two women in the wake of the 2020 election was truthful? Do you, do you still believe do you, these do you claims? Still believe those I, ha- I, I, ha- I have no doubt. I have no doubt that my comments were made and they were supportable and are supportable today. Still. I just did not have an opportunity to present. The evidence that we offered, did you notice we were not allowed to put in one piece of evidence in defense? Do you also realize that liability is not based on any trial? Liability is based on her disagreement with me on discovery, which so is, a, which is absurd. Because I believe the judge was threatening me with the strong possibility that I'd be held in contempt or that I'd even be put in jail. Did so it didn't, seem, it didn't seem like... It was going to do much to persuade anybody, and it could uh, give her what she seemed to be threatening. Did you believe sir, the women's sir, testimony? Do you have any regrets? That's all I have to say. I have, I have. Any regrets about oh, some of the comments? I, 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 hey, we I got to get I, going. I, I, sorry, 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 I, sorry, 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 no uh, defense to it, but I receive comments like that every day. Uh, different kinds of things. Uh, I've represented clients who have gotten that from the other side. This is a terrible part of our political system. Republicans, Democrats, liberals, and conservatives all get that. Uh, my comments weren't that. 
And I think that was also a very unfair part of it because my comments had no connection at all to those. There were thousands of things on the pre in the press about this, of which mine were a small amount. There's no way to say that my comments connected to that, but that's going to be part of what we'll get to litigate in a fair court. Thank you. Well, I mean, it, it is it is unbelievable. And here he is, Giuliani on the street, being beloved, taking autographs, and this guy is truly loved. If Maria decides to post now, it. Now, you, you can't really see it, but... How well loved he is, instead of all the Twitter shows. So he stops, people want to take a picture, get that. an autograph. Oh, yeah, I want to get hit. Approachable, yeah. just walking on the street. Everybody loves Rudy. Uh, you know, it's not what you see in the news. You know, it's not what you see in the news. All right, so over the weekend, you know, you heard about the uh, gay sex in the Senate. Uh, that was kind of crazy. Um, a massive Trump crowd filling uh, Whittemore Center Arena in Durham, New, New Hampshire to see the 47th president. Thousands more still waiting outside. It's happening, folks. You can't stop what's happening. Here's what Elon Musk said over in Europe. Disney is deeply infected with the woke mind virus. Let's take a listen. Virus. In fact... If we're going to fight the woke mind virus, then the woke mind virus will fight back. And unfortunately, Disney is deeply infected with the woke mind virus. In fact, if you ask an AI, He's in Italy what is the right most now. woke company on earth? It's Disney. <laughs> you know. But and and you have to say, what would? I mean, I think they should be asking themselves, what would Walt Disney think of Disney today? I think he's turning in his grave. <laughs> I think he's not happy. Sure, sure. You know, if, if the namesake of the company is not happy, that's probably a bad sign, you know. Because Walt Disney, what did he care about? He cared about bringing joy to people's lives. He poured, you know, um, ma making wonderful things that children and families could enjoy. Um, and, uh, you know, he, was, he, he created some of the, the coolest... Um, uh, you know, art in the world and stuff that even a hundred years after it's created, we still remember it. And you know, it reminds me so much, though, of what happened to me when I was in Paris and I started reporting on it saying, I haven't seen one Black Lives Matter flag, one rainbow flag. Like, there was none of this happening in Europe anywhere. The other thing, though, is I recognized that there was no middle class there was just two classes when I got back from Italy. But when I got back from France, I realized that there wasn't any wokeness. A lot of the stuff that we're seeing in America is manufactured by a liberal agenda to distract, create chaos and confusion, to push a radical agenda. Ultimately, what they want to do is they want to attack your religion, your God, your faith in God and replace it with government. They also want to destroy the nuclear family and try to tell you that two men can reproduce, two women can reproduce, when I think it's really part and parcel of a radical depopulation agenda because last I checked, two people from the same sex, biological sex cannot do that.
they can't reproduce. So therefore, the population stays stagnant. And these family, these relationships uh, <clears throat> become more and more common. And there's no chance whatsoever of having a, a baby uh, to bring into the world. So they adopt. And instead of you know being able to go over, have to go to another country, they're bringing all these babies to our shores through open borders. From every stripe, from every walk of life. So you know, so it's a genetic. You know, like instead of like Sam Kennison said in his joke, why keep sending food to a desert where people are living, starving? When you can actually take these people from the desert and bring them to farm country where the food is plentiful. And that's what the globalists think that they're doing. You know, that's what the globalists, that part of their utopia is bring them all in, put them into a, 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 an aquarium pit uh, of middle class people, make them all poor. And you have basically a rich and a poor class. That's it. No middle class left all blended in together and let the chips fall where they may. And it's your problem, not theirs. Because they still live behind their wall, their gate, their golden golden gates and, and, and privileged communities. But they want to drown you in this poverty. Uh, and they're destroying the middle class with every vaccine, with every climate initiative or regulation or taxation, And with these trade deals where slaves work in China to produce cheaper products that you can afford, but even those cheap products are more expensive than they ever used to be. So you're getting some cheap product at the price of a normal product that was American-made once upon a time. So you're getting the worst of both worlds. You're you're still paying the, the average price but you're getting the cheaper product. You're getting less for more. It's insane. And this is where we're, what the way, the life we're living. We don't even know who we're defending. We don't even know, you know, what, what our population is at this point. We don't know how our tax dollars are being spent. We have, repre- we have taxation without representation. That never, ever works out well. So, we got some audio that we want to share with you, and um, I want to take a listen to this. There was a meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, not a conspiracy. This is this is to count. This is to corroborate what Rudy Giuliani was sued for. In a warehouse, except it's not true. In a warehouse, except it's not true. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia, last November. That is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. From the beginning, this show has tried to be fact-based when we talk about the 2020 election results. So here's what we know tonight, factually. At least 36 batches of mail-in ballots from the November election were double-counted in Fulton County. That's a total of more than 4,000 votes. Those numbers come from a group called Voter GA, which, along with Bob Cheely, sued to get them. The final tally from the double counts we know about amounts to more than 
3,300 votes for Joe Biden and 865 votes for Donald Trump. Now, before you dismiss Bob Cheeley and voter GA as dishonest partisan actors, keep in mind that the strongly leftist center Atlanta Journal-Constitution appears to agree with this, at least in outline. The newspaper reviewed the available digital ballot images independently and concluded that hundreds of ballots were improperly duplicated. What does that look like exactly? Well, here's what it looks like. At a press conference yesterday, a consultant with Voter GA called David Cross showed how we can be certain that votes in Fulton County were counted more than once. Watch. What I'm going to show you here is two ballots side by side. One of them is marked for Jason Shaw, and it's got a little squiggle mark next to it. You can see it's got the identical mark on the second one. And the ballot image is stored up here on the top left. So this one over here is scanner 5162, that's scanner number three, batch number 235, image number 19. And that matches 234, image 59. So you have the same ballot counted twice in the images and counted in the audit. How that's possible, I don't know. How's that possible? I don't know. Every American should want to know, because the answer gets to the heart of the integrity of our elections, otherwise known as our democracy. We're not talking about a couple of ballots here. We're talking about a lot of ballots, at least hundreds of ballots involved, enough potentially to affect the outcome of the election. Here's another example. Here's one of the next ones. All right, so same batch, number 234, image number two, and 235, image number 61. Republican, 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 all the way down to the point where this little spot up in Fannie Willis matches this one over here. There's no question that that ballot was counted twice. So what's the explanation for this? Well, if you ask Fulton County, these discrepancies, the ones you just saw on the screen, were isolated incidents. Just a handful of bad ballots happens all the time. The county claims that any errors were caught in previous recounts. The problem is that neither one of those claims is true. Surveillance footage obtained by voter GA appears to show large numbers of ballots being scanned multiple times. Pay attention in the tape we're showing you to the woman wearing yellow at the desk. According to voter GA, she slides ballots into a scanning machine, removes the ballots, and then reinserts the same ballots. This happens multiple times. The question is, how many times were those ballots counted? Was each vote counted more than once? Fulton County won't answer that question. Now, one way to know the answer would be to check what are called audit tally sheets. Tellingly, for months after the presidential election, Fulton County failed to provide more than 100,000 of those tally sheets, including 50,000 of them for mail-in ballots. When voter GA finally forced Fulton County to turn over the tally sheets, the conclusion was stunning. Here's what the audit found, quote, seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals. For example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden and 42 for Donald Trump was reported as 100 for Biden and zero for Trump. The seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden, 140 votes for Donald Trump and 11 votes for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump, and zero votes for Jorgensen. Wait, did you just follow that? 
How is that not flat out criminal fraud? We'd love to know because it certainly sounds like flat out criminal fraud. We've obtained photographs showing what went on during the recount process for mail-in ballots in Fulton County. These pictures were taken by a whistleblower who participated in the recount. She said she noticed something odd as she did. None of the ballots that she saw had any creases on them. You can see the stacks of unfolded ballots on your screen now. That's strange because, of course, mail-in ballots need to be bent in order to be mailed in. These ballots clearly had never been inside an envelope. And then the whistleblower noticed something else. All of the ballots, the whistleblower tells us, have been filled out by a printer, not by hand. And many of them supported the exact same candidates, Democrats, including Joe Biden. Voter GA detected a series of other apparent irregularities in the recount. The group's audit found, for example, that, quote, over 200 Fulton County mail-in ballot images contained votes that were not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. Now, why is that? We don't know. Keep in mind, once again, the results in the state of Georgia were decided by fewer than 13,000 votes. It was a close race. Every vote mattered. And then there's this. An elections expert called Mark Davis analyzed data from the post office. He found that nearly 35,000 Georgia voters moved out of their county of residence more than a month prior to Election Day. They were ineligible to vote, and yet they did. They still voted in their old county. That is illegal. It's not a small thing. Violating election law is something we should care about. And by law, their vote should have been excluded from the total. But they were not excluded. Why are we okay with that? Why are we okay with any of this? Well, we're okay with it because we've been told we have to be okay with it. We're undermining democracy if we ask questions about what happened during the 2020 election. And of course, that's a perfect inversion of the truth. Without answers to legitimate questions like the ones we just posed, and those are legitimate questions, democracy dies. People begin to understand that the system they've been told is on the level is in fact rigged. And when they believe that, God knows what they do next. So let's find out what actually happened. Let's find out immediately. Let's find out without shame. It's our right to know. It's our responsibility to know. It's, it's just strange and bizarre that the media doesn't have a curiosity about any of that. And this is, again, uh, I bring this up, not because it's new news, it's not, but because Rudy Giuliani was just sued $148 million on Friday for asking the question. Let's remind ourselves a little bit about what's really at stake here. Please. So, <clears throat> Turning Point had a big event over the weekend. Um, ah, well, we got a caller. We're going to go ahead and take this call. Um, caller, uh, this is John, John from Chicago. Yeah, hey, John. Yes. Hey, Scott, just wanted to touch on what you talked about a moment ago about inflation. And it has violently and stealthily and slowly robbed the population. You know, if you look at a, an ounce of gold test, the ounce of gold would have bought you a fine-made London suit, a Savio Rowe suit back in, you know, say 1970 or 1980. And if you look at it, an ounce of gold at $2,000 now would still buy you a fine Savio Rowe suit. But the same amount of dollars clearly wouldn't. And that's uh, the whole point. That's right. That's yeah, a great point that you just made. A little bit. Fantastic point. And if you look at the way uh, the dollar is, if you look at it just in terms of uh, the way the inflation is calculated, they've changed the definition of inflation. I think it was back in the 80s. I think I mentioned this before, but they changed the definition in order to make it uh, 
to, to limit inflation so that for things like inflation calculators for Social Security, the increases wouldn't be so much. And it was one of the ways they fixed, quote unquote, Social Security, I believe it was during the 80s. And so if you lower the amount of registered or, or counted, calculated inflation, you lower the amount of government increases or increases to government payouts in the form of fixed benefits or entitlements such as Social Security. And the other way that companies have gotten aware, around this is think like shrinkflation, right? Where you you still pay $3 for that bag of Cheetos. It's just that you're getting a little bit less. Right. And this has happened around the industry as well. You know, finally, you know, we have to acknowledge China and the outsourcing a lot of things to China, rightly or wrongly, held prices down to a, to a greater degree than, uh, than would have occurred otherwise. I think we've right. sort of avoided some of the, at least we think we've avoided some of the effects by these measures. Right, but it's only because we're buying cheaper products that we used to deem not even, you know, they're too cheap to buy, right? Now we're accepting these cheap products because that's all we can afford. That's the same thing, too, with uh, opening the borders and allowing these slaves to come walk right into our borders, and they don't have no idea what they're walking into. But they're coming in here, and the corporations who pay the politicians to keep the borders open are the ones profiting from the slaves that are coming through the border. And if we didn't have these open border slaves washing those dishes, working those agricultural fields, um, or driving our liber, uh, Lyft and Ubers, we would be paying a heck of a lot more. So the inflation that they say is somewhat comfortably normal is not really when you think about the idea of what you have to do to get to the lower price, which is slaves. Yeah, I, I actually don't think they even do that. I think for the company who hires them, there's some short-term benefit because they get they get cheaper workers who don't complain as much. Now, I think I'm, I'm certain many of those people don't work. And if you look at the average um, welfare payout, these people get much greater welfare payouts than the uh, native-born Americans. And our net cost in terms of what they take from government payouts versus what they pay in state taxes. So I would argue that they're actually net minuses, and largely, and they end up adding to our debt, which, what do they do? They inflate that away, which actually makes it worse. So I, I would argue that's the issue. And as we talked about, the work ethic, if you had other people who, let's say, weren't getting so much welfare, or your younger kids or, or young adults who did this job as a second job or while working through school or or because, you know, they're not getting the, the goal, I, I think we would have a much better situation. We'd have a, a better work ethic and fewer people collecting welfare among Native right. citizens. So I actually think this is really kind of a, an entire cluster. Although I do think the companies in the short run are, are, are vultures. They, they look at this as, hey. Yeah, and not only that, but they're getting the profit, but they're, they're not getting a lot. There's not a lot of salary going out. And so, therefore, Correct. there's not a lot of stimulus to the uh, spending in the economy. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a problem all the way around. And half these people are sending money back to Mexico or wherever they came from. Right. And it goes out know, of the country. Yeah. Hey, I got to finish well, and, up. Um, but yeah. do you, is there anything sure. more that you wanted to say before but you? Just one thing. This, the border, the, the, the kangaroo courts. And that is what is really going on with Ruby Freeman in this case in Atlanta. Right, that sort of thing. Right. 
all of this is what undermines confidence in government. When you realize the money is funny money, <clears throat> and that the courts yeah. are making it up as they go along, I mean, not all courts, but in political cases, and you see the, the abolition of a border, you lose confidence in the government. And it's a way to really dispirit the people. How, a national project that is imperiled. So th- that's the, the, the greater thing I would just point out. Just wanted to say that, too. Thank you. So have a great day. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I wanted to hear, I wanted you all to hear this Steve Bannon thing. This is actually quite true. He was at a Turning Point USA event, and you got to listen to it. For only the third time in our country's history, third time, the destiny and fate of one man is inextricably linked to the fate of the republic. General Washington, during the revolution and then afterwards as president, how he comported himself, how he brought the nation together after eight years of hard fighting, of which, by the way, remember, one-third of the people were against it, one-third were in the middle, so two-thirds were kind of jiggy. He brought that country together. Abraham Lincoln, who, by the way, was a populist nationalist, right? The Homestead Act, the Transcontinental Railroad, the land-grant university. He had a vision of manifest destiny of a continental, a continental superpower that the average schmo could get a break. And he had to break slavery and human bondage to do it and put us through a civil war. The third, Donald J. Trump. And here, listen to this. This, this, I wanted to get to this one, too. This is what Don Jr. said. I mean, you recently said, you know, America became a fundamentally different country the moment that Mar-a-Lago got raided. You know, both uh, yes, in the media, there yes. was silence in law enforcement. Everyone, oh, this is totally normal. You know, can, you, can you expand on that? Because I, I do think you're right. That was, that was a sort of a turning point uh, in discourse. But it was also a, a, a sort of a flipping of a switch, I think, for a lot of Americans who are finally realizing that everything that they've been told about their country, everything that they've been told they must believe uh, or they're not a patriot, uh, so much of that is based on a total lie at this point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those are two fundamentally things. You know, the third time in our country, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Donald J. Trump. This is this is the time we're living in right now, folks. And the Mar-a-Lago raid also was unprecedented. And the two standards of justice and the corrupt government we is is like nothing we've ever seen. And I can tell you I spoke with my dad about it. He's you know, in his mid-80s, and he's never seen anything like it. So it's it's real what we're going through, folks. It's historic. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to help keep the Scott Adams Show commercial-free. Use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to bed.